I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in again. I wanted to talk about uh, unity and division and uh, demons or demonic influence, which is, you know, kind of all the same thing um, as far as when it comes to Satan and the enemy and the tactics of the enemy. Um, I am taking this biblical counseling uh, class at church right now, and there is something that they had mentioned um in the in the notes it says the typical route satan uses to open people to demonic influence today is through the bondage of bitterness and it had me thinking a bit because it is very true and i know that um you know unless you're not a human i feel like a lot of humans struggle with bitterness and a lot of times we will just kind of blame shift and we will say well I'm bitter because this person wronged me in some way. And we have a um, sense of, you know, unfairness, lack of justice, whatever it is. And we have these roots of bitterness within us. Um, and they're not of God. And they usually, if you look at a lot of problems that we have with each other, um, or I don't know if you notice that if you have been hurt by somebody, and you become bitter, it's not only that you have a problem with that person, but now you've just kind of got a problem in general. And it usually bleeds into a lot of everything else um, with anger and with maybe the way that you see things and your perspective and things that God has made has now become just things that you kind of hate. Um, so there's a lot of ugliness that comes from bitterness and so that would make sense that uh, Satan would use that as a stronghold in your life. Um, and then I was, I've been listening to uh, this podcast called The Cultist Show. Maybe y'all have heard of it. And I'm not saying everything that they say is uh, biblical or not. I'm not saying either way. But it is a very interesting podcast to listen to. Um, and so the latest one I was listening to uh, was just also talking about the world and unity and how... Um, you know, everybody's saying my truth. And I know I've talked about that as well before, uh, because it's just so prevalent today in society where everybody has their own truth, which then just doesn't make it truth anymore, if everything can be truth, right? So I just kind of wanted to go into, you know, divisions, and then also unity, because some things are right to be divided on. And some things uh, do require unity. And so we need, you know, the word of God to tell what those things should be. And we need God's discernment and his spirit. And so I wanted to talk about some Bible verses. Uh, and so to specifically talk about right now, uh, the two categories in the church when it comes about divisions. And the two categories, I would say, are either biblical divisions or petty and carnal divisions. And so when you think about um, if you have... If you're divided against somebody about something, 
hmm, I, I feel like 90% of the time it's going to be petty. It's going to be carnal. You're going to be like, she looked at me sideways. Or, you know, that person just talked down to me. Or um, this person's trying to take over my ministry. Or whatever. It's usually some kind of like we're offended in our flesh in some way. And so it's usually a very carnal thing when we are divided against our brothers and sisters. And you can definitely see uh, the demonic foothold there because that's not of God. It doesn't um, move forward the uh, will of God and what he's doing and, and how he uses us. We no longer become an empty vessel for him. We're usually kind of full of ourselves, like, you know, um, being full of our, um, if I don't know, just being offended. And, um, and then a lot of times we get wrapped up in that kind of stuff and now we're distracted on these things and instead of being completely out of the way so the Holy Spirit can work we step in the way and we're fighting for our own causes and our own um you know just I don't know our, our rights I guess being offended about stuff so those things I think we can kind of all agree on um are not of the Lord and I'm not saying somebody didn't look at you sideways or that somebody didn't say something offensive or treat you in some way but it's you know being offended by our brothers and sisters um we need to take it to the Lord and to be humble and not to just be wanting to uh be avenged if that makes sense um just really seeking god's face and be like god i want your glory through this i don't know i am offended i feel upset but i want unity though out, out of all this lord like show me how i can be unified with this person or in this situation um and we do know though that god does call us um, to exhort our brothers and sisters, you know, if they're in sin and they need to repent, we are to lovingly go and, and talk to them about, you know, how they can be right with the Lord. Because if we really do love them, we're going to show them. Uh, so I want to read these verses from Second Corinthians um, 2, verses 7 through 11. It says, so that contrary wise, you ought rather to forgive him. So there's talking about this guy that they had um, told that he was in sin and needed to repent. And so he did repent. Um, but some people didn't want to forgive him. All right, now I'll start over from verse 7. So that contrary wise, you ought rather to forgive him and comfort him, lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. Wherefore, I beseech you that you would confirm your love toward him. For to this end also did I write that I might know the proof of you, whether you be obedient in all things. To whom you forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I in the person of Christ, lest Satan should get an advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. So maybe y'all have come into the circumstance. Maybe somebody messed something up or uh, did something wrong um, to a person or just something wrong. And some people want to be like, just the righteous judge and not be forgiving when that person does repent. Um, because if we love each other, we're calling people to repentance so that they're right with the Lord, right? And so that Satan doesn't get a foothold. Uh, but we're not, ex I don't know, we're not like correcting people um, just so we can feel better about ourselves and be like, okay, now you're kicked out of our club. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's not, that's not the purpose. Um, we're trying to restore each other uh, to the Lord. There's this commentary by this guy uh, 
his name is Hodge, uh, what he says is when the offender is made to feel that while his sin is punished, he himself is loved, and that the end aimed at is not his suffering, but his good, he is more likely to be brought to repentance. So I think that, you know, you have a lot a lot of things going on, especially in the Southern culture that we're in, is that we don't like confrontation. That is very true. And we just want to be like, hmm. We'd rather just talk about the person, right? That doesn't bring about unity. Uh, we'd rather just uh, avoid it and just be like, oh, I'm glad things are fine. And that doesn't help bring that person um, in a right relationship with the Lord. It doesn't help them grow, doesn't help the church, all these things. So we like to avoid these things or talk about them or uh, just, you know, bye and not really help restore that person to the Lord. Um, and so I think it's important because I don't know about y'all, but have you ever been, you know, I guess rebuked if you haven't been right about something, but the, but very, the person's very, um, ugly, <laughs> ugly about it and kind of mean. And then now you've got this like anger and it festers in you. So thanks for calling me, uh, to repent, but you know, I feel like you hate me and now, now you are my enemy. So now this flesh is, is my enemy as well. Instead of, you know, the Bible talks about the kindness of God brings about repentance. And I think it's the truth about us as well is that if we're loving and we're kind, but we're, our goal is to help restore people to the Lord, it's not to send people to hell. Does that make sense? Like you're not wanting to just stand in judgment just so you feel better about yourself or you're taking your anger out in the person or, you know, whatever. Because a lot of times our feelings just get in the way of whatever God um, is intending or wanting and so we really have to make sure that we don't have a personal vendetta against the person and want to make them pay because of our own issues with stuff if that makes sense um so we really need to have unity with our brothers and sisters philippians uh chapter 2 verses 2 through 5 says fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded having the same love being of one accord of one mind let nothing be done through strife or vainglory but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other uh, better than themselves look not every man on his own things but every man also in the things of others let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus so you hear just how Jesus was um, he was humble you know he didn't have to be humble but he was humble and we're called to be humble and we're called to put each other before ourselves and to be like-minded and so you can you know do a heart check and be like am I being that way with my brothers and sisters you know, in Christ. Um, and it's really hard because even in your own house, you know, <laughs> it's hard to be united because we're just always offended all the time. We're always offended about something. And usually it's just not uh, things of the Lord. It's for our own self. So we just got to really um, want the glory for the Lord the most. Um, you know, God is worthy of our worship and our lives are best when we are, um, worshiping God and in a right relationship with him. And so we're just looking for that restoration uh, because God is worthy of it and because that person's life's going to be better of it uh, because of it. And it shouldn't be anything to do with us if that makes sense. Okay, Ephesians 4, 2 through 3, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Uh, so again, you just check your heart with these verses. I mean, the word of God will lead you to where your heart should be. And we can list all the reasons why 
we shouldn't be united with somebody or that, you know, we're angry with this person. Um, but most of the time we didn't actually go and talk to the person um, or we didn't handle it the way the Bible told us to handle it um, so that Satan wouldn't get a foothold so that we could be of one mind. And then we're usually not lowly <laughs> of heart or meek or these things. Um, and then I think this is always good to keep in mind because because we are fleshly. And so we want to fight against the person, whether they're in the church or not in the church, you know, if they're lost or if they are um, not in a right relationship with the Lord or if they are in a right relationship with the Lord and we're the one that's having uh, trouble. So Ephesians um, chapter 6, verses 10 through 12, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So if we can just keep that in mind that um, we don't have to focus all this mental energy and um, get ourselves physically sick about it and obsess about it and stress and all this kind of stuff. If we can actually recognize that this is spiritual warfare um, and how does God want me to handle it and where am I going to get the victory? It's going to be through Christ and not through um this flesh and blood fighting stuff uh, in second Corinthians 10 three through five for though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted it exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringeth into captivity every thought to the obedient of Christ I think we all struggle with that you know our ugh, sometimes you just need to get busy <laughs> you know get busy reading the Bible, get busy praising the Lord, get busy talking to God um, and talking to others about God. And I think if we're busy doing the things of God, we're not going to be busy up in our head thinking about all the things and um, now either creating scenarios that haven't even been there or making scenarios worse because we're adding to it and our own thoughts and our own solutions to the problems and whatnot that, um, that what we're doing is going to be through the spirit. And so we have to make sure that we're taking those thoughts uh, captive and making them obedient to Christ through the Lord. The Lord's going to help us with that. Um, and as far as the world, that's the flip side of this coin, right? Is that um, we want peace and we want to be of one mind and one accord, but we cannot be of one mind and one accord uh, with what's opposite of God, um, that does that wouldn't make any sense. So if you're saying, I believe the Bible to be true, and I believe Jesus Christ to be the Lord, the King of Kings, right? Then you cannot believe directly opposite of what the Bible says um, and what the world believes. Uh, we refer to the world as the world because it is not um, of God. If you can just think of anything that the world is saying, which the world would be anything that is contrary of what the word of God is saying, uh, and then figure out, you know, are we agreeing with it? And what do we do? Uh, we, a lot of times, water down what the truth is, sidestep it completely, or just try to be agreeable. And, oh man, it's getting harder and harder to eat. I think a lot of times we want to camouflage in like please I don't want to stick out like a sore thumb I just want to get along guys you know I want everything to be good I want people to like me I want I don't want any drama I don't want to deal with you know 
um, people being upset or maybe if I'm just super nice, you know, super peaceful that people will just see that I love God and want to know and these things. And I definitely think the way you live your life, um, does reflect who God is, um, and your, your testimony and your reputation and things like that. But you actually have to open your mouth and talk. Uh, and a lot of times when we're open our mouth and we're talking, it is to be in agreement with the world. And there, there are stances the world has made that is clearly against what the Bible says. And so it's important not to water things down. It's important to stand up for God's word. That doesn't mean you're trying to come at people screaming at anybody, but that you recognize that when we're talking about the world, we're talking about uh, the agenda of the enemy, you know, which is Satan. This is a spiritual warfare and Satan wants to blind people and Satan wants to counterfeit what God has made to lead people into destruction and into hell. And so it's our job when we're hearing something that's contrary to the word of God to say, hey, you know, let me tell you what the word of God says. Let me tell you what I believe. You know, I believe that when God says this, that this is the truth and this is the best way uh, to life. But a lot of times we want to be like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. And then and then what? I think people are so hungry for the truth, even if they might fight against it, because Satan's been blinding everybody and people just been hearing things that they want to hear. And especially with the Internet, I mean, everything that you ever want to hear is right in front of your face and people are not venturing off anymore to seek opinions that are different than their own um and so there's a real need for the truth to be spoken in love um charles spurgeon he says we have no order from our captain to patch up a truce and get as good terms as we can we are not sent out to offer concessions it is said that if we yield a little perhaps the world will yield a little also and good may come of it if we are not too strict and narrow, perhaps sin will kindly consent to be more decent. Our association with it will prevent its being so barefaced and atrocious. If we are not narrow-minded, our broad doctrine will go down with this world, and those on the other side will not be so greedy of error as they are now. No such thing. Assuredly, this is not the order which our captain has issued. When peace is to be made, he will make it himself, or he will tell us how to behave to that end. But at present, our orders are very different. Neither may we hope to gain by being neutral or granting an occasional truce. We are not to cease from conflict and try to be as agreeable as we can with the Lord, our Lord's foes, frequenting their assemblies and tasting their dainties. No such orders are written here. You are to grasp your weapon and go forth to fight. And so he's talking about Ephesians 6, when you put on the armor of God and you take the sword of truth, which is the word of God, um, and all the other things. And I'm going to link um, a, a neat image that has that's based in uh, Ephesians 6 that if you want to print up and just like put up somewhere, um, I think will be good to just kind of remind you so he's not talking about you know you're going to take forth a weapon to fight against flesh and blood right because because that's what Ephesians 6 says is like we're not fighting against flesh and blood but uh, we are fighting against the enemy Satan and so if Satan is taking these captives you know and blinding them then our job is to to stand up and uh, long for the people to be reconciled to the Lord, just as we've been reconciled to the Lord, because we know that, again, God is worthy of the worship and 
God is going to rescue them from hell. Uh, I think that, you know, it's just time we actually stand up and, and do what God has called us to do and stop being so complacent. And while all these problems fester, you know, in the world as we're seeking false peace, you know, or in our church as we're arboring resentment and bitterness, you know, Satan's getting footholds everywhere just because we are serving our flesh so much. And I am guilty of that as well. Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen through 21. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray, you and Christ dead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So if you really want to bring peace to the world, Um, and you really want to love people, then you're going to do that by sharing the gospel and showing them how to be reconciled to God. So don't forget, if we're just kind of recapping this thing is, you know, be unified with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, Point out when people um, have a sin in their life or they're not right with the Lord in salvation wise so that they can be reconciled to the Lord because that is true love and you're going to choose to be divided against anything that is contrary to the word of God you're not going to be unified with that you are going to disagree with those things you are going to stand up for the word of God I'm saying you and I'm talking about me too (laughs) because it's hard sometimes because I want to be agreeable and I want people to smile and feel good all the time But I'm going to let them smile and feel good on the way to hell because I don't want to speak up because, you know, I care more about myself. And that's not true love. And that's not truly bringing peace to their life. Uh, It's a false sense of peace while the enemy, Satan over there, is gaining ground. And so I I just pray that we are all more aware of what the spirit is doing, where he's leading and what the Bible says as to what our job is to do and our purpose and to just stop being so complacent and comfortable in our own life. So I hope your week is well. I'll add some songs to the list. I didn't even look any up, um, but I do enjoy listening to worship songs and I hope that, you know, if you're having a hard day or if even you're just having an easy day and you want to listen in, uh, to some worship songs you can check out my playlist I made on the um, Spotify podcast playlist if that's I can't even remember how I used to say it and uh, and then hopefully it will encourage you and um, and that you'll be able to think on things above because you're listening to songs about the Lord and uh, and don't don't forsake your time with God when it comes to reading his word and really spending time with him in prayer. Sometimes it's hard to focus. You can journal stuff if you want. Um, I think the best thing is to talk out loud and I have index cards while I will write uh, prayer requests and pointed things so that I can just be intentional about what I'm praying about and uh, just be specific with my request. Though I also just talk to the Lord as well. Uh, so it might be something that you could try. And I just think it's really important to 
spend time in God's word so that you know what his word says and so that you can know him better and um, have your mind renewed and to be conformed into his image and be able to tell the difference between what the world is saying and what the word of God is saying. It's going to be hard for you to stand up for what God is saying if you don't read what God is saying. You know what I mean? Anyways. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com. And I'll talk to y'all next Monday. Bye.